Yeah, Rap Radar Podcast, Ellie Wilson. This is B-Dot. B-Dot, what's up, baby? Feeling good, feeling great. How are you? just out here potting. Just potting. That's a little outcast reference? Yes, sir. Feeling good, feeling great. How are you? But we in the Motown of the Motor City, man. Detroit, man. We yo, we go anywhere for these podcasts, don't we? <laughs> Wherever the story is, we'll be there. It, it, we don't fly first class either, right? We, we speak, grind. Speak for know. yourself, man. Right, <laughs> I can't do Zone 6, <laughs> 37F. <laughs> Fuck that. No middle seat? No JetBlue me mint, please. Yeah, you had, you had a JetBlue mint king, I heard. I mean, listen, man. God is good. <laughs> All the time. God is good. We have a lot of roots with Detroit. We obviously uh, worked with Paul Rosenberg. Yes. Uh, for, you know, people may not know Rap Radar's backstory. Paul Rosenberg mm-hmm. um, invested in us in Rap Radar. And yep. we dealt with this guy, Eminem, even though we never were allowed to really meet or talk to Eminem. <laughs> I met Eminem once. Yes. Yeah, so I think I- twice. <laughs> I don't remember. But it was, he signed my, um, he signed my vinyl for me. And it was at, it was at Shea 45. And um, he was going into the room, and I just kind of followed Craig, who was security. Mm-hmm. He's like nine feet tall and eight feet wide, so I yeah. just kind of blended in. Okay. And then Paul was like, "Beat up, what are you doing here?" <laughs> I was like, uh, "I got my vinyl one signing, and said, hey, Marshall, big fan. You know, I got sus- I got a, uh, I got detention for having your lyrics." And he's like, "Oh, that's cool, man. And he just signed Beat Out. Thanks for everything." Wow, that's dope. yeah. That's, that's my dope. Detroit story. <laughs> that, was Detroit. that was the Detroit. Oh, yeah, excuse me. That was yeah. No, even seeing Eminem. Seeing Eminem is very rare. Very rare. I think one time Paul, they was shooting. Remember when the video with Eminem with the girls, the Superman video, one of those things. When he had a shirt off. Did he have a shirt off? Superman was like he was in the. I know he shot. A, it was in a hotel. Was a, yeah, so it, Superman it was a standard hotel. They had opened a standard hotel in downtown LA, and I don't think I was even working with Paul yet. But I remember I was in the elevator because I used to stay at that hotel, mm-hmm. and I just randomly like. Their hotel, they was coming in shooting scenes and like all of a sudden the elevator doors open. It's like Paul Eminem and then Paul looks just mad uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just like, then the doors just like dramatically close and shit. So, And then I remember another time, uh, Anderson Cooper, he was doing something with CNN and they were covering a tour or something. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh, it was when Detroit, when uh, Jay-Z and Eminem were doing their shows together. Oh, okay. So I'm roaming around. But yeah, every time I got near the backstage area, Paul just didn't really like to meet yeah. near Paul. Near, uh, <laughs> we're not allowed to look <laughs> at allowed. Eminem. That's the irony. You're not allowed to look at him. But we know how great he is. But yeah. De- Detroit's a great city, too. We've kicked it with Royce. I've kicked it with Royce the 5'9 in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we got a new sensation, man. This guy, Babyface Baby Ray. Babyface Ray, man. He's heating up, man. It's like, you know what's so dope about artists, especially like local hometown heroes? Like when they're doing it, you feel it nationwide. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's not, ne- not necessarily like a local phenomenon. Yeah, I feel like everybody says this is the hottest guy in Detroit. Like right. everybody to, to a person, like, you know, like this is the hottest MC in Detroit. Like, okay, well. You know, what's the record? Is there yeah, like prove the, it. Is there the big hit? And it, this guy doesn't really necessarily have the big traditional hit. It's yeah. just, he just kind of built it off his his, his character and what, what he does, right? He's like, been in the game for a long time. I always hate it when rappers, when you go to different cities, be like, yo, I'm the hottest person in this town. You know, yeah. like, besides you and your next door neighbor, who's saying it? But yeah. everyone's saying it about Babyface, you know what I mean? Speaking of hottest, man. Yes. It's, the, it's December, man. We It's getting close time. Oh, is it, boy. Is it time yet, B? Because every still... episode, these artists <laughs> harass you. They want to know where they rank. They want to oh, know. And what's man. the plan on this, man? Can I get a piece of the action? Man? What's, what's, well, who's putting this out? Complex? <laughs> Spotify? Beep, beep. We're going to beep these out, these brands? <laughs> like, who's putting it out? Courtesy I... of the Apple Notes app. Oh, that's how you're doing it? For <laughs> I just, real? I just oh. do it on the notes. <laughs> the notes app. No, on the notes. The notes app. Yeah, man. And then again, for people that don't know, you don't just wake up like Christmas morning or whatever, whatever date you decide. Mm-hmm. You've been taking notes meticulously yes. the entire year. Yes. I've been taking notes since January 1st, just trying to figure out 
who's doing what, you know what I'm saying? Like listening to as much music as I can, um, as many albums as possible. Everything that's coming across our rap radar, huh, no pun intended, I try to pay attention <laughs> like, to. Oh. <laughs> like that like old school <laughs> you know so that's what it is and um i'm looking forward to the chaos that's about to ensue because i do when i as soon as the drake came out of nowhere like drake does his dance album it's not really met with incredible yeah. reception circles back he drops a whole album 21 savage and i'm just like where does where's that in b-dot's list world like does that put drake back you know high, he's like, gonna make the list somewhere 21 savage in the list but then he doesn't have his own music like yeah. it's just it just it just it just made it a little more murky right and that's the biggest selling album of the year yeah like, it outsold kendrick no shots it outsold you know a lot of lot, everybody future like it was the top selling album out of nowhere drake again like you could say drake put out a very disappointing album and then not right back he comes around and like steals the year right like yeah. he, to sell that many records yeah definitely i mean drake is drake is drake he's gonna do his numbers regardless you know he could fart on a record it's gonna go gold but you know we'll see where he ranks this year he he, he i i think he'll make a nice appearance do you but, think uh, do you think drake's gonna do you think drake's gonna uh actually do the thing that he secretly told us he was thinking about doing i don't know <laughs> i don't know that's off the record <laughs> And it's not the Apollo shows, but yeah. it would involve everybody. It would be a very nice thing if it man, ever we'll happens. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But let, but back to Ray, man. I'm excited. Also, we got to credit what's old girl Barreline, right? Barreline. She's one of the champions in the in the industry, man. It's female kicking ass out there. Like she she worked at A and R Interscope and mm-hmm. helped the baby launches his career, get him where he needed to be. And now this is her. This is her baby, though. This is like he manages him. <laughs> yeah, right? for baby sure. Barreline. Baby's her baby. I'll say babyface Ray. Absolutely. You know Barreline. She's come through the ranks i seen her when i used to work at sony in the building too i think she was at columbia if i'm not mistaken but yeah, yeah. she's definitely um worked her way up and now she's working with baby face i feel like everyone has that obi-wan kenobi in their cone in their corner yeah. you know what i mean like that's their sensei and i feel like that's what she provides for baby face so cool. and he has his new album too so i think uh i think having her around has definitely put let him in the right direction absolutely yeah he got he got us to detroit man yes so, sir there you go let's get into it man we got we live from detroit man Babyface Ray. Yeah, Rap Radar Podcast, Elliot Wilson. This is B-Dot. B-Dot, what's up, baby? Yo, man. Yo, Literally. What up, what up though? <laughs> what up, though? In Detroit, baby. Word. To see this man. We're at the Royal House Recording Studios. Yep. It's where we always can find the man, Babyface Ray. How you doing, sir? I'm wonderful today, man. I'm blessed. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for bringing us down, man. It's your city, baby. No, for sure. Oh, thanks for coming. Of course, of course, man. We got the coffee; it's cozy, <laughs> and we and we got a secret link. By the time the world sees this, the album will be out. But yeah. we, we was blessed with a private link. I've just been pumping this new album the last twenty four hours straight, man. Mob, Mob for sure. Man. Talk about that process because you know now you're creating with this tag of everyone's calling you the hottest rapper in Detroit, right? So that accolade has been bestowed on you. So now I wonder, like, what's that like now? You know, with that title on you, cooking up a new album. You know that title on me for shows kind of like they putting the pressure on me to just be great. So it's like everything I'm doing is like I'm kind of overthinking it a little bit, but I'm still being myself at the same time. So Word. it's cool. You know what I'm saying? The process of being putting the CD out is cool for sure. So do you, do you find yourself overthinking at times with songs? For or? sure. Because mm-hmm. it's like, man, they're going to they gonna rock with it. They're going to not rock with it. But I feel like me just being me, just like I'm going to go with it because that's what I've been doing anyway. So. Yeah, because I think those opening tracks, like the waves on on every chain and, and the other song with Dirk, rap politics. I feel like we start the album where it doesn't sound like that. It doesn't sound like you're hesitant at all. It sounds like you're you're free. And like yeah, you're yeah, for sure. That's what MOB is, man. Just me, just being me, with the pressure of people saying what they saying. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like what I'm going through right now with the success that I'm having. You know, 
Or was it your intention to drop two albums this year? No. Mm. No. Um, Face came out and it did incredibly well, like the feedback. Right. I wasn't going to, you know, put nothing else out, but, I, you know, I'm a fan of music and I've been listening to everybody's music. I'm like, let me put something else out to cap it off. They might have forget, you know what I'm saying, what I did at the beginning. So let me give them something at the end. Mm. So going into this album, did you feel pressure to kind of match that sound? For sure, because I did, the feedback on that one was incredible. Yeah. So it's like, let me get in my bag. I kind of got more raw and put a kind of more emotions in this album than I did on Face. Me, I, on Face, I was trying to appeal to the world mm. because I was just not getting through the dough. And I know it was all type of people listening. So Mob is me just like being a little bit more blunt and cut, you know what I'm saying? Because mm. while I was listening, to me, it feels like there's shades of like cynicism throughout the project. Like even on the first song, uh, Waves Out on Every Chain, you say you can feel who love you and you can feel who don't. Yeah. Right? Like how can you even feel like that? How can you tell? I, I, I think I'm blessed with reading people's energy. You know what I'm saying? Like you could tell if somebody feeling you or not feeling you, you could feel it on them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I've been like that all my life, so. And even like on other records, like brand new bands, you said you sense the hate from the ones you love and spill my cup, you know, sensing the hate from the ones. Like, I, I get that a lot throughout the project. Because when you grow into something, bro, it's like nobody never talks about the other side. They always see the success of you going up. Nobody talk about the change that happens to the environment around you, the people around you. Because yeah. mm -hmm. you're not able to do the same stuff that you was able to do. Before, you know, before I was doing my thing, I was able to spend more time with my loved ones mm. and be standing right here. And now it's like, I'm doing my thing. I can't do that. And sometimes people don't know how to take that and they treat you different and they put it as if you change it when it's really them. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it comes with yeah. success. Yeah. All right. And even with you being successful too throughout this year, you had a busy spring and summer, man. Like you just came off the tour and I saw that you said that like selling out New York City was a goal of yours. To do that, why was that so important to start like New York and New York is the Mecca. <laughs> like New York is the Mecca of music. You know, you go to New York, everything came from them. And some of the top dogs, you know, Jay Z, Nas, Jada Kiss, Fabulous, these are all artists I listen to coming up. You know mm, what I'm yeah. saying? So be able to sell out something in New York is just a goal, period. Even though the crowd was kind of still rough on me, but it was like it was in the building. Though. Yeah, you know so you talking about that with Rory Ma, like he was like it was rocking, and you was like I couldn't tell because New York is such a tough crowd, right? Yeah, yeah. But shout out to New York, they was feeling it for sure. Yeah, because they don't like they don't like to give it up though. But, <laughs> but you know, we always talk about the thing we like in New York because you say Atlanta has so much unity, right? Like the artists all get along, or there's so much unity. But you look at Detroit, I feel like you guys are really unified. Like I saw some a couple months ago, it was like you and Icewear, Vezo and, and Baby Money. And, you know, the ties you all got, can you explain how there's so many ties with each other? Like, you guys are really all emerging and all connected in some way, right? Yeah. It's crazy that we all having our own thing. Everybody their own brand for sure. But I actually, Vez is from my neighborhood. You mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Peasy from my neighborhood, but he was up the street. Peasy, we used to be in a rap group together. Um, Icewood was doing his thing. Yeah. I kind of, like, brought them together. Um, Baby Money, he from... My cousin neighborhood, we used to I used to play basketball with him. Like I seen him coming up like from the dirt, dirt. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's crazy that we all connected like that. And that's also something you was you was in the group with PZ, and then he took he blew up. He started making noise like a breakout star moment. And you seem like you it was saying you didn't really just jump at it real fast. You didn't follow that up yourself. It took you, you a minute. You know how I be when you in a group and it's like the the, the drummer. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like the drummer can't go solo, but Peasy was the first breakout artist. He was doing his thing, and mm. we was kind of hesitant. You looking yeah. at the group, 
And then the world select one, it's like, okay, he the one, let him go. So it took mm -hmm. a while for me to even get on my own thing. You know what I'm saying? And I remember that was a record that we, me and B-Dot really connected with, with Rap Radar and didn't even realize how much of it was important to your city, which was the T Grizzly, the first day out record. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. How that really changed the sound and kind of really validated that, oh, Detroit, that's the Detroit sound, right? It's yeah, uncompromising. And it, that really inspired you, right? To really Man, what? Because you got to think, we was doing it for so long, we thought our sound would never break through. Mm. You know, T used to, before he got locked up, he used to come around, we used to do music with us, because we was Team Me side, we was kind of like the popping guys. And um, T was on the come up, but he when he got locked up and came out with the same sound that we've been trying to break through, and he broke through, it kind of, he really helped everybody. I don't, yeah. nobody mm -hmm. will never say that, but T is the one who basically like kicked the dough open for Sada, duh, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? That sound of yeah. street reality, raw rap. Before then, we had, you know, Sean and Dej Loaf, not to discredit none of them, but where we come from and what we had going on, T was the first to lay the law with that. Yeah, how do you, you know describe that sound fully and, like, how does it represent Detroit? Because it seems like it's a nonchalantness to it, like, the element to it when you're talking about real serious street shit, but it's like, it's kind of like, you know, is there insensitivity in the flows of, of the of like the craziness that's going on or just sonically, what do you think it is? That I think the nonchalant stuff come from it being a natural thing of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? We speaking about it so nonchalant because it's actually, you know, this is our this is our life. So yeah. I always mm -hmm. like to say it's reality rap. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's just the reality of what our environment is right now. You know? right. Even on Brand New Bands, you said that a line that made me chuckle. You said they want the old Ray, you tell them suck a dick. Yeah. <laughs> How would you describe the old Ray? Old Ray was just like me trying to find myself just like, just being super like, I don't know, the old Ray, I mean, if you go back and listen to my project, mm -hmm. some of it is just like super raw. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. You might not even know what I'm talking about because I'm talking about our culture. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I found mm -hmm. the old interview you did like with DJ Smalls or something and you hadn't even grown your hair out. You mm -hmm. look like a young dude just trying to figure it out. Yeah, you know I had braids then, for sure. One of the lead singles, Mr. Night, oh, Nice Guy. Said, yeah, Mr. Nice, nice guy. guy. You know, that video was really cinematic too, man. <laughs> what was the inspiration behind that? The the song or just the video? Both. Both. The song is, just, if you know me, then you understand exactly what I'm saying as far as like, night being, being a nice guy. Like, I'm just a pure genuine soul. Like, it ain't got no ill will or bold attention, man. I had nothing to do. And sometimes people will take that, you know what I'm saying, use it. So it's like me just saying, I'm out for self right now. Mm. The video mm. came about because I just, when I, you know, when we first got on, we was doing running gun videos. And mm. then when I finally got a chance to have a real video with treatments and the set, it was like, I like that. You know what You're I'm saying? In. So mm -hmm. me being cinematic was just something I wanted to do. Mm. Doing a New Jack City thing with the ladies, <laughs> yeah. ladies getting to the business. Shout out to my, <laughs> shout out to my man June, man. He did a great job with that for sure. You really stole your pops truck? Hundred percent. He really didn't know. Really, man. I was super observing it, like quiet back. I'm still the same way, but mm -hmm. back they didn't even know I was smoking weed. They didn't know I even yeah. cared about the streets and none of that. I used to play basketball and just mind my business for real. So my brother ended up getting locked up, and they went to go see him in Chicago. And I stole his truck. I made sure I put the <laughs> gas back and parked it neat. He literally didn't know. You know yeah, family comes up a lot, and you, mm -hmm. you know, being a baby brother, you know the last record you had Pop's Prayer on there, and now this one you got. Vonnie's song, you know, like can you spoke, talk, speak about Vonnie's song and the importance of having that on the album? Um, my mom, yeah, she kind of was on my head about my dad being on a prayer, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm a mama's yeah, I got boy. To look first. Yeah, my, I'm a mama's boy, so she like, what's up? But no, for real though, like the, I'm pretty sure you heard the song and how touching it was. It was just my mom, you know, she, she raised uh, 
all boys, you know mm. what I'm saying? And she been working to provide a life for us. She never really got a chance to live or have fun. So that's where the inspiration came from. Me just asking her the questions and just saying what I was saying on the record, you know what I'm saying? So she knew it was for the album? She didn't know. Oh. I literally came and set her down like, and just was kicking her with her with the mic. She didn't even know what was going on. Wow. And then I placed it on the album, played it for her. She like, that's crazy. Wow. Was there anything that she told you that you didn't know about, like that she revealed? Yeah. See, I didn't even know that she felt how she felt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that my mom actually tried to go to college and try, and then she got pregnant and had to stop going to college to provide for us. I never knew none of that because she never said none of that. You feel yeah. me? Like, it wasn't a big thing. She did what she had to do. But my brother was telling me, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I might fly them out of town. And he was just telling me, like, how much they appreciate that because she never really had a chance to do none of it. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. That's how that came about. You talk about your brother too on eight one six day one. You yeah. said that uh, he felt disrespected because you didn't talk about him enough on the on the records. Yeah. So talk about your brother. Man, how my brother. Was um, like I said, I was the youngest of four brothers. So by the time I got older to even do something, everybody was out the house. But my brother Marcus was the one, the last one that was in the house when I started trying to like date girls and have sex. He was the one that kind of like, <laughs> for real, he gave me, let me smoke the first weed with him. He was the first kind of like guided me. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So now that he, we grew up and I tried to choose the path of getting in the streets, my brother like go to work and do his regular thing. He kind of feel like he be left out a lot. Mm. So I had to let him know that, you know what I'm saying? Like you still there, I love you as equal as everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, yeah. but he understood. Oh, he liked that lyric? Man, he was like, bro, I will never say nothing again. You know <laughs> <laughs> the whole song was based for him. His name is A1. Like, we call him oh, A1. Okay. So oh, A1, since oh, day one, it's like, oh. you've been with me since the start, bro. You feel wow. me? So. Yeah, family's important. And your, and your parents are still together, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you, so your pops is also is a reverend? Yeah. Do you, that, that, you think that's part of the strength of what's helped the union? Is the discipline. Together? You know what I'm saying? The, us going, getting up and going to church every Sunday, me being respectful everywhere I go, mm. that paid a major part. Church did for sure, 100%. Yeah. Mm. They talk about rap politics too on the album. That's man. my shit. That's my shit, B. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> rap politics. That explained me too, if you know me. Um, You know, the big parties, the backstages, when you got a small talk with any other rappers, sometimes mm. you be bullshit, sometimes you get people that be. <laughs> So I'm just, you know, me, I'm the guy that's doing my show and I'm right out of there, man. You know what I'm saying? Going to lay down, I don't really try to be in the mix or be in nobody's face mm -hmm. if I know it ain't, you know what I'm saying, meant to happen like that. You, know? you had that lyric too that said, don't let old friends tell you that you cut them off and now your enemies. Yeah, you know how they create the narrative that Ray is the one, you know what I'm saying? When <laughs> it's just, Ray can't be the one, be that. No, nah. no, I, I, I'm not saying I ain't wrong, but you know how it be. Like, I'm just yeah. having a business right now and I, can, I ain't got time to be doing, you know what I'm saying? So what would make you want to distance yourself from somebody? If I'm focused and locked in, I feel you throwing me off my path. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Sometimes people might bring their problems to you, and I'm so much of a loving guy. Like, your problems might become my problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can't have your problems on me right now while I'm trying to lock in and focus. That don't mean I don't love you or nothing. It's just I'm on a mission right now. Right. Yeah, you can't do a side one. mission on GTA while you're doing the main one. <laughs> right. The mission going to cancel out. You it's know what I'm saying? So. That's what it is. But I think that's what people understand. Like you said, don't let old friends that I cut off tell you that we're enemies. Like, just because we're no longer, but it doesn't mean we have to be enemies, dog. No, for like, sure. You know, doesn't have to go to But how did you maintain that focus throughout the years, man? I saw that you tweeted one time that you remember telling niggas that you wanted to quit. It was over. And it was a moment that you never forgot. You know, I also read an interview. It was like, you're a 10-year overnight success. Yeah. So during that time, like, how did you stay encouraged and stay focused? It was rough, bro. It was rough, like, 10 years ago. 
I'm doing music. And you know, you thinking that you're going to do music and it's going to uh, pop. From everybody that got on, I'm talking about from Dage Loaf to... Do, I've seen these people go in studios, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying, and turn, uh, turn up and then become successful. Even from Sada, I seen all this happening before me in front of my eyes. So it's like you see so many people get through that double for you. Mm -hmm. Know how passionate and loving you is with music, and then it happened like that. It's kind of like frustrates you a little bit, you know. So right. I saw also you tweeted. You said nobody talks about how people you love change once you start to turn up, and I'm gonna address it soon. Can we address it? Just address Just it. Addressing. Um, people. Huh, how can I put this? They expect so much out of you. You know what I'm saying? Like. 10 years and going, the work that I put in has now provided, you know, a successful lifestyle for me to do the things that I want. Mm. And then I feel like sometimes with you doing what you want, they think that what you got and what you deserve, that they think they should get it as well. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you don't give it to them, they start to treat you different and put smut on your name. And You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's kind of a hurtful thing because the love don't change because my work that I put in led mm -hmm. to something, you know? Yeah. So it can be a hurtful thing to see people just treat you differently because what you work for. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You trust that a little bit on face too. He was like, he was working overtime and they didn't notice me. They know? didn't. I got that line from Kid Cudi too though. Mm. Yeah, Kid Cudi. I don't know which Man on the Moon, one song I used to listen to. Mm. When I first got out of high school, uh, my my pops told me I had to go to school to get a job. You know what I'm saying? And I used to listen to Cudi all the time. He used to give me a good spirits for sure. Mm. I stole that line and put that in. So what do you think it was your breakthrough? Can you attribute it to a, a single moment? Because it, the thing about you, I think it's probably good also, is like you're not just defined by one song. We've yeah. also seen people have a hit record and then can't really match that magic again, right? And yeah. defined by that. Like, seems like with you, you're not defined by one record. I think Paperwork Party was what did it for me. Mm -hmm. Paperwork Party. When I put Paperwork Party, I was like, the world heard that and yeah. gravitated towards me. And then I started meeting different people and then that's from that moment that's when i kind of like formed my team and we've been shooting for the stars ever since so i say paperwork party did that feel like one of those ones when you did it or did you just man it's record? crazy i uh it was my birthday mm -hmm. and if you know me i don't like to do nothing on my birthday they didn't try to <laughs> surprise party do anything and so uh i got the studio set up in my house so i told myself for my birthday i was just gonna record and the the, the theme came from a lot of guys getting out of jail and showing a paperwork. Mm -hmm. I never been in jail or none of that. And I just was being kind of like comical. Like, man, I'm good on the paperwork, talking about money. Mm -hmm. And that's how everything mm -hmm. came about, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Sure. So when Paperwork Party took off, you put the boy out Jack Harlow on the remix. What made yeah. you put Jack on there? He had, um, I had did some music with ESTG where I put him on Pink Tens previously. And he had hit me about it. Like, bro, that, that song crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, let's work. He was like, for sure. And I sent him the record and then we put it out again. And he actually put me on his tour, which was my first tour. And mm. then I came oh, with Jack? I didn't yeah, know for sure. Yeah, I went on tour with Jack Harlow first. And it was a great learning experience because I didn't know how tour worked. Mm. I didn't know about TV tracks. I didn't know about none mm. of that. See, Let's talk about Jack that. Used to, I'm not, Jack Harlow used to bring me out uh, every night on his set with the TV track, which I wasn't too familiar with. So mm. I used to be stumbling. I had him pull me, pull me off his set just to get my stuff together. So I learned a lot on tour with him, just stage presence, you know, production and things of that nature. You, you know explain that people may not know TV tracks because people complain. TV tracks is uh, where you don't have the words connected to the beat and you yeah. basically rapping acapella 
what Jadakiss was saying to Dipset <laughs> when they was doing the verses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I understood when he was saying that, like, okay, I wouldn't have caught that though if I ain't know. So now when your performances, you don't rely on back vocals? Depending on what song it is. Some songs gotcha. I got down packed, but some songs I still got them in. Yeah, gotcha, sure. gotcha. So Paperwork Party is the one that usually rings off the most when you're doing your live performances? I ain't gonna lie, when I've been going on tour, like, it depends on where I'm at. Like, they like, some they might like paperwork party, they might like this. So the set list changes depending on Every the city. Every night the set list changes. Mm -hmm. What's like what's two other essentials that have to be on the show though? That, uh think, on set list. Real niggas don't rap. Daisy Lane. Mm. Gallery department. Gallery department. <laughs> Shout out to Trent. Uh me and Nala uh Cash Race. Six mile show. It's a few of them that you just yeah, gotta have on there. Yeah. You know? So what like when it comes to your music now with this new project, are you like taking old songs out and you putting like how are you incorporating the new music into your set list? They be I, I I they always tell me to put the new music on the set list, which I always forget. Like Family Over Money went crazy for me. Mm -hmm. I don't got it on yeah. my set list. Yeah. So lately I've been putting it on set list and performing it. Well, I just be doing all the favorites, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah. popping. And also you get, you know, you popping now. I'm sure you can get a lot of artists to want to get on your records and stuff, but I thought you was very selective. Yeah. So that's why when the joint with Dirk comes on, it feels like a very special moment. And, and Dirk seems like super excited to be on the joint. No, for sure. Uh, Dirk, one of the ones, for sure, he's been doing his thing. And his kind of story is like equivalent to mine because Dirk been doing his thing for a long time. Yeah. But he kind of like just emerged on what he, you know, he's he one of the yeah. ones mm -hmm. right now. So it's like I had to get Dirk on there. You know what I'm saying? And you also got some new voices on the project too. Yeah. You got uh you got Samuel Shabazz, make sure I'm getting his name right. Mm -hmm. You got uh GMO Stacks. Mm -hmm. Why did you think they were the right voices for? Uh, GMO Stacks, you know, he just you know, young cat that be around, and uh we end up just creating something that I feel like can go on the album. When back when we was doing, uh, I done lost my dog to the streets with Fo Two Dub. When he first got on, GMO Stacks was probably 13, 14 in the studio. With, mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. People don't know that, but. He been around for a while, so I just, you know, when the opportunity presented was a good song, I'm like, come on. Right. Just to help him, you know, big up. Samuel Shabazz, he been around me since start. You know, he was the first one who taught me how to engineer myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he kind of, like, helped me become the best me, so it's just me repaying him just for the things. He, yeah, for sure. Mm. Mm -hmm. Also, someone that really helped you out along the way is Big Sean. Yeah. I read that you say you're his, he was one of your biggest motivations, and you met while you were in high school? No, who, heck, you know. No, you got while you were in high school. You met Big Sean at the time. No, no. Okay. I said that. Yeah. No, I ain't say that. <laughs> no, but Big Sean for sure. Just meeting him and knowing the road that he having the things he's doing when I met him and the stuff that he was saying to me, it's like kind of helped me stay grounded and keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like he tell me you got it, bro, and you gonna be. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's, mm -hmm. hearing that from Sean is just like damn. You, know yeah. you got to keep going. Another person in your corner too is your a and uh, a and r. I guess you could call a, a utility knife, barrel line. Yeah. She was on the uh, deluxe version of uh, of Face as well on Big Estates. Can you talk about her contributions and how she's helped you? Man, it helped me a lot, bro. Like the structure that she has provided for me, like it can't go overlooked. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I've been rapping. I've been doing music and having creative ideas. I just didn't know how to get them out to the world. You know what mm. I'm saying? So by her being on my side and me be able to shoot out certain ideas of her to make it happen for me, it's like we go hand in hand because it's like we working together to make everything work. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Bear Line for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's like disagreements even of like what songs may make the album and things like she that. She be on my head about that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So <laughs> some songs she be right sometimes, she be wrong. Sometimes I be wrong, you right, it's just back and forth. 
Yeah. Figure the back and forth. Bitch, what you doing? Yeah. Is that based <laughs> on real life situations? You know what? I was in the studio with my homeboy and his, his home and a girl went answering the phone. Mm. And you know what it is like when they ain't answering the phone. You she could be sleep literally, but it's like the things, the wonders in your mind. So I had to make a song. <laughs> the wonders for, in a man's mind be that. Yeah, I had to make a song for when your girl ain't answering. It ain't yeah. always a good. I don't care how much money you get, it ain't always good. She might not answer the phone for you one night. You know what I'm saying? So any more, <laughs> any more songs that are based off real life situations? Masterpiece is just me t talking about. You know what I'm saying? The real life. You know, just real life masterpieces. Mm. One on ones. Um. Famous? Famous, yeah. We talk about you losing money for the first time? Yeah. Is that real life? Heck yeah. <laughs> zero dollars going out of zero. You know what I'm saying? What like, happened? Just L's, like doing, mm. trying to take risks to do other things and mm. just taking L's. Like, I remember stuff like that happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you feel empowered now, and what comes up a lot in this album is how you are staying independent for now. Like, these labels mm. is hollering at you, but yeah. it seems like, you know, your situation now through Gazi Empire, you seem like you so you're, you're content with the way the business is moving now, so there's no need to partner with a major label? No, I just remember the time when, when, I, when I didn't have nothing going on and who gave me an opportunity to have something, mm. and which was Gazi, you know what I'm saying? So I really take that to heart because he didn't have to do what he did for me, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I be having a lot of offers and people saying they want to do this and that, but it's like Gazi ain't did me wrong, so why would I? You know what I'm saying? So shout yeah. out to Empire and Gazi. Nima, Tina, the whole team, Ari, everybody over there. Because they like how, family for real. Yeah, you know everybody says how how much they empower their artists, right? Like, yeah. can you speak about that? Like, it seems like they not only they'll give you kind of a backing almost of a major at the same time, but then you see your money every month in a, in a way that's like you feel more like your partners, right? For sure, for sure, for sure. And that's something that he always stresses to me. Like, I don't want you to look at it as I'm your boss. Like, we partners, mm -hmm. bro. We working together. Like, you know what I'm saying? So he always stressed that, and I appreciate him for that. How did you get right with the business in hip hop? Because you know you've been in the game for so long, but a lot of people, you know, go through their peaks and valleys. Boy, I was lost in the sauce. Like <laughs> <laughs> literally, you know, ten years ago, we was selling real hard copy CDs. So wow. when the streaming came about, I'm like, this is fairy tale. You know, you can't take my CD and put it on nothing. I'm gonna get paid. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when that started happening, um, my homeboy Pooty, shout out to Pooty, um, the family. He took my first project and put and had me like sub labeling on Empire. They had an account already. Mm -hmm. So he just uploaded the tape and was like, I'm gonna upload it. And then that's when I first started getting my first monthly streaming checks mm -hmm. like that. Once I learned how to do that, and it's like certain other stuff, business wise started coming about that. I started learning. Right. Did you go like South by Southwest? Did you do that? Circuit? I never did. I just did it for the first time. Oh, okay. But yeah. like trying to emerge as a bigger, I never did it. Mm. You also made that freshman cover, just XXL freshman. No, for sure, that. for sure. Uh, you know, that's another staple of just being on a freshman cover is just like approval of you here now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, feel like everybody coming up doing their thing want to be on there for sure. Yeah. Even though I said what I said, I know <laughs> I said don't put me on there, but it's like you still got to be on there. So yeah. you checking off a lot of boxes, man? Yeah. You did a New York show. You did XXL the freshman cover. What else is on the horizon? For I, you? I, I before I start doing festivals, I wanted to do festivals. Um. Uh, been overseas. Mm -hmm. I think you did it at Rolling Loud, right? That's what yeah, Rolling I Loud. I did a wireless. Um, they made in America. Made in America, <laughs> for sure. And it's just small stuff that I be writing down I want to do. I think I heard a lyric you say you wanted a Grammy too? Yeah. Yeah. Who don't want a Grammy for sure? I thought I was gonna get nominated this year. Bro. Oh, damn. It's well, all good. They went out today, man. Damn it, damn <laughs> it. No, for sure. Shout out to everybody that got nominated. Though. Well, for all the success, can you remember the last time someone asked you if you're straight, though? 
My mom always asked me that. Mm. When I be saying stuff like that, I be, you know, just being. But, you know, people definitely check on me. My inner circle of family and friends, they always make sure I'm straight for sure. Yeah. Checking on you also, you speak a lot about spilling the cup, the cup, man. The cup is, is this, should we be concerned about yeah, uh, certain no, lifestyle? I don't be concerned about it. It's just, you know, <laughs> I've been drinking it for so long. So after so long, people seeing me with it, they be like, man, put the cup down. That's why I had to put the spill my cup record on there just to yeah. let them know that I understand that having a cup is not healthy and all of that. So. Mm. Which record are you most proud of on this album? I'm really just proud of the project, just a different emotions that I'm giving. You know, mm. I don't got no favorite song that I'm super proud of. Mm, okay. And you also said, uh, if you go back on this knowledge, you have more than before. 100%. 100%. You know, they always ask, like, would you rather go back with this knowledge or take the money yeah. right now? If I can go back and redo some of the stuff that I did, I definitely do it for sure. Like, what are some things you change? Um, Just me, just how wild I was and loosely just, like, giving my energy to certain people that I knew wasn't. You got to can't ignore them signs. So I'm to the point where it's like, somebody show me who that is, I believe them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Right. So you're not that cat that misses the street. Yeah, just being naive and like, no, nah, uh, he ain't like that and, or she ain't like that. You know, I I call her, I see her now. You feel yeah. me? But are you proud to have advanced out of that sort of street thing? For sure. Like, you know? For sure, 100%. For sure. Yeah. You had that record, uh, you said street niggas was your idols. Yeah. Were those guys still around or had they kind of like faded away? Some of them. You know, I feel like me being raised by guys in the streets that was doing their thing at the level they was doing it was kind of like being in the music industry with top rappers because they up they parallel kind of they rock the same watches they deal mm -hmm. with the same women drive the same car they lifestyle the same so yeah i don't really be too punk when i see big rappers which i hate that because i feel like <laughs> i've been around so long like i've been we've been flying to miami and doing like crazy you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like i've right. been here before i ain't really i I'm past that now, you know what I'm saying? So, and plus, bad bitches get allowances, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. You gotta reward the bad bitches for sure. <laughs> you got to. But are there any any artists that you want to work with still that you would that you'd be honest if they did reach out and you want to collaborate with? I ain't gonna lie, Baby King reached out to me, man. Shout out to Baby King yeah. because mm -hmm. he is a great artist. I definitely want to work with Baby King. I say this damn now every interview. Um, Pharrell Williams is mm -hmm. one of my favorite producers. Right, we are gonna make that happen. We gotta make no, that for happen. for sure. Um, yeah. and really, whoever whoever doing music, that's nice. You know what I'm saying? We, I'm ready to collab with. I feel sure. like there's a Larry June and Babyface Ray collab album in the future. They've been saying it a lot, bro. We had so much great success in these last few months with us doing music. We might get that song. You mm -hmm. know, that's my label mate. You're right. And Larry June, a fly guy too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I told him that when I seen him, like you, the inspiration for a lot because you got so much going on and you don't, you know, you get them guys that rub it in your face, Larry <laughs> June, not like they just doing this thing and coasting. You know yeah. And did a sound clash for Red Bull too, right? Yeah, that was yeah. lit. Well, how did you feel about uh, the Jay-Z guy, man? Putting you on the playlist. Man, that was crazy. Well, at first <laughs> I thought it was fake. Like, nah, nah, that's real. That's how's that Jay-Z play? Like, how did, where y'all get that from? But after people kept hitting me up, like Jay-Z, I'm like, hold on, now that's crazy because you know, Hove is Hove now. Mm -hmm. they, people be trying to front because he ain't still doing his thing, but Hove is Hove and I done came up on a lot of Hove. Actually, Allure is my favorite song. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Top like, five. When I'm going through something, I always put Allure on and just ride and just, you know, kick it. Feel yeah. me? Coming from Detroit, like who are some of your influences that you let, uh, grew up listening to? Oh yeah, I gotta say the underground culture before we came about, the rock bottoms. Um, the Street Lords, Lodge mm -hmm. Boys, Mac Nichols and them, you know what I'm okay. saying? They kind of 
was the first to create the reality rap, the dope boy mm. rap. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. shout out to them for sure. Even dope boys cash out. Dope boy cash they out. They kind of like uh molded the team he said way because they was the only young group of guys that was doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They was from the West, but we that's how we became Team Isa, you know, when mm -hmm. they was on Twitter, Pound, Team iPhone. We didn't even have a name. Mm -hmm. We just put the music out. We was the East Side guys, and they was like, that's the Team Isa, and that's how that came about. Yeah. But it initially came from us listening to a lot of dope boys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, But going back to Pharrell, because I'm thinking about the used to talk about the sound, like, do you have a vision of you and Pharrell kind of taking that sound in a different direction? Like, what do you think it would sound like if you and Pharrell? I don't know, man. I just know his beats, his, you know, his, uh, what he gives to how he make the song, you know, the visuals and all of that is just a movie yeah. all in all. So yeah. I just always wanted to do one of them. You know, I feel like a collab with him is like, it come with the full package. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> do you feel like you, you've ever, you've elevated in your career? Like, you, obviously you learn how to rap, become a good rapper, but now it seems like you're looking at the structure of like, I'm a strong songwriter. Like I'm putting a whole thing together. Right? I'm working. I'm I'm working to get stronger on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just understanding how to create a good song. Like sometimes I get in the studio and do ten songs, but that's mm. just ten songs. I'm learning. Sometimes you got to go back revisit them. You know mm. what I'm saying? You might have to add somebody right here or take something from that. I had a conversation with Babyface, and he was saying that like he be revisiting songs and doing certain things to just. Create it and make it better. You know well, you said baby, baby face, face Ray. And baby face Ray. <laughs> yeah, no, baby face, dude. You know, baby face. Yes, of course. Yeah, for Kenneth sure. Kenneth Evans. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you, the worlds collide. Baby face Ray knows baby face. <laughs> no, for sure. And he knew about my music and all that. So shout wow. out to baby face, man. How did you guys link? We had something going on. We, he was supposed to be asking me some questions. I guess it was, I don't know, but we had a conversation for sure. That's dope. And he was giving me a lot of game. How did you get, how did you get the name baby face Ray? Me and my grandma, my grandma, I call me Baby Ray. Mm. And then when I got old enough to go in casinos and clubs, they would give me a hard time, <laughs> a real hard time. So it's like- I'm trying to gamble, man. Yeah, yeah. So, and I actually said in a song my, myself, like Babyface Ray, and then it stuck. Mm. Gotcha. What's your favorite Babyface song? I got so much music out, bro. Um, Right now it's masterpiece. I ain't on in front, and that ain't even out yet. But I've been feeling masterpiece because it feels so real. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So you said babyface. Oh, I said babyface. Babyface the singer. Oh, the that singer. Too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I ain't even going front. I had to get up on a lot of it, but whip appeal for sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But strong. he do a lot of songwriting. I told him, um, Tevin Campbell, can we talk? Yeah. Definitely one of my yeah. favorite ones, and he wrote that, so it was like probably that one for sure. Yeah. yeah. And with this album, and compared to your other ones, I know you said that you freestyle a lot of them. You write something. Was that the same approach going into this? Some songs I did, some songs I didn't. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I try to, when I'm going through something is when I make music. Like, I could be having a bad day. Call the engineer. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Let's mm -hmm. get it out. Like a like a, di like a diary book. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? That's how the Vonnie song, the A1 since day one came out, because these is real life emotions that's coming at me. So I'm like, and you know me, I'm super like, to myself and chilling, I'm, yeah. I gotta get it out some way, so I yeah. put it out through the music. So the music is that. I think your pops had said that to you earlier on, like the, the, the back in you that you get the music is the outlet. You don't like to talk, so everything comes out in your music. Yeah, for sure. That's what I do. Are you gonna get your pops on any more projects in the future? I don't know, man. I like he the might, prayer. No, the prayer thing might be something we gotta go with. You know what I'm saying? My dad, my dad, one of them guys who pray every day, real prayer. Like mm -hmm. you might get up five thirty mm -hmm. in the morning, stumble in the room, and he on his hands and knees. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. We might keep that going for sure. Does he listen to your music too? Yeah. Mm. 
He'll randomly hit me like, man, this song right here great. Because he know, you know what I'm saying? He Jack know. No, be. So he be knowing, like, he know his son. So he be like, bro, you crazy for even just putting that into there. You know what I'm saying? So That's awesome. Any, any other brothers make music too? Uh, my brother Marcus. Just Marcus? Okay. Yeah, he used to rap for sure. Oh. Cool. To leaving that to Ray to hold down the family. You gotta hold yeah. it down. No, for sure. So what that's what the future tonight's album's gonna come out. You're gonna crash these uh beat out lists, man, yeah. and all this stuff. Like Yeah, beat out come on now, turn me <laughs> up. Don't forget about me. I ain't forget me up, about no. you, man. That's, he gave you face he ain't too joy. Go to the back catalog too. Everything I was fucking with on. it. Check. I was fuck with a booth. Wavy baby. Well, no, you know what I mean? Check them all out, you know what I'm saying? But for sure. Come on, beat out, turn me up. Nah, that fit that <laughs> the face project is so tough because I love the way you know, it's like songs within the songs and the yeah. beats changes and things like that. And like, I was a really a big fan of it. I didn't know what to expect, but you know, I walked away, you know, happy. So, Thank you, I appreciate that. Or any, what's future goals before the end of the year? Are you gonna put a, a deluxe of this one out or a tour or anything? Pop it I don't up? know, we working on all that now, so. Yeah. You know, Putting it together. Trying to, the deluxe last time for Face came about one night, you know, I was mm, Really? At, yeah, we was at my brother's apartment. And I just was recording some songs. Bearline was actually sleeping out of the room and woke up. That's how she even got on the CD because <laughs> she woke up like, bro, why you rapping like that? Why you rapping like you ain't got nothing? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, you got to say that. You got to say that on the what's name. So mm. we let me just get the feedback for the new CD and see how it go. I feel like you're the type of artist. You know, some people just keep things in the computer. You put them all out, right? No, I, man, I got so much music. Mm. It don't make no sense. Like, <laughs> The album I got right now, placed together that y'all heard, it's probably songs that my team probably been hearing. They be like, I don't know why he ain't put this on there. I rap so much. You feel me? So, mm, yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to keep you gonna keep you going at the top of the game, man. Yes, sure. sir. Hopefully. Appreciate that, man. Absolutely. Make sure everybody goes streams, M-O-B. Yeah. What's the acronym for? Is it money of bitches? Is it man You know, of initially, when you young, you come out as that. But we, yeah. you know, we on a different time and man of business. Man of business. Man of business. Be Lying like. over bullshit. You know mm. what I'm saying? Just staying focused while the life is hitting you. Just, you know, keep going on your path. So. I'm going to stay focused, man. Thank you, Ray, hey, man. Appreciate Ray. you, brother. Appreciate y'all, man. Shout out to Rap Radar, MOB, and stores, man. Go get that. Absolutely. Rap yeah. Radar Podcast. Yeah. 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 Rap Radar is Interval Presents original production from Hyperhouse, produced by Laura Wasser. Hosts and producers, Elliot Wilson and Brian B. Miller. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Executive producer, Paul Rosenberg. Editing and sound design by Dylan Alexander Freeman. Recording engineer, David Diffin. Special thanks to Nightshirt Media, Brando Blaze, and Royal House Recording Studio. Operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Allen Swag. And marketing lead, Samara Still. Make sure to follow Rap Radar and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.